What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Busy Sticks. Temperatures might be falling down outside, but at the Geekiverse, things are heating up as we're back at it. Super excited to be talking about video games. Summer vacation's over. We're back at it. We just recorded an episode of Built on Hope, which is our Andor review show from the Disney Plus Star Wars series. Go check that out. But from here on out, it's all about games, games, games. It's like an Xbox E3 press conference from 2016 on. We've got to talk about The Last of Us Part 1 in our review for that. An Iron Man game single player has been announced by EA Motive. We've got some hands-on time with the Steam Deck. Can't wait to share impressions there. And we're also talking about the Modern Warfare 2 beta. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, one of my best friends on the planet, Mr. Disruptoid himself, John Fick. John, so good to be back here. It's fall. It's it's always beer season for us. Oh, uh, but it's beer and video games, and we're talking about it. Good to be back. It is. It, it's great, man. So it, it's almost like the sure we we got real busy over the summer personally. So we you know we, we had to fall off a little bit. But I think a lot of that was like we weren't playing much and we weren't there wasn't much coming out in terms of new shows and movies and stuff like that. So like you know not only were we kind of on a hiatus, but a little the industry is kind of were too. And that was almost like was, was like a natural natural progression of, of a you know of a, of a gap in coverage there. But man, like you said, it's the fall. Games are coming out. We've been playing a lot. Uh, we're, we're ready to get back into this and I've missed it dude. Like it's been, it's been tough not having this, like this Wednesday, Thursday, like on my calendar every week to, you know, hang out with you and chat about the stuff we love. So it's good to be back. Yeah. Lots to, to play, lots to discuss. We're watching Andor every week. We got she Hulk going on video games galore. We've got new systems, Man, it's uh, as we said all the time, it's a good time to be a geek in the world of pop culture. Uh, we don't just love video games here at the Geekiverse. Uh, we love a lot of things, but one of those things is also beer. So this is a talk show where we incorporate video games and beer. It just goes hand in hand. John, what's about to be in your system? What do you got going on? So you, you talk about the season, you talk about fall. You got to be talking about pumpkin beers, baby. Uh, I know it's I know it's not your cup of tea, but uh, I love all things pumpkin. And I, like I said uh, while we were on Andor, I don't think there's much you can pair well more with an ale than uh, some pumpkin flavoring. So it's my favorite time of year. This is my favorite pumpkin beer. Uh, it's Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. Got a lot of options over here in Western New York, uh, being up in the Northeast. A lot of different fall type beers, a lot of different pumpkin kind of beers. Um, this one takes the cake for me. Mostly because it's not too insanely pumpkin forward. Like it's not sweet at all. It's in, it's incredibly bitter. It's a very bitter ale. It's just got a little bit of a pumpkin like kick, almost more of a spice to it. Um, I'm a big fan. I've obviously had it before, but not on this show. And that's the only rule. Yeah, that's the only rule is right. And John, it also occurred to me, maybe another reason that seeped into our subconscious, or at least for me, for not recording over the, the last two months has been... This room, this studio I record in, <laughs> oh yeah, is really hot during the summer. Brutal. Right now, um, I'm probably at a cozy 70, 75 degrees instead of the 110 that we had in, in the, the live stream we did in June. So, uh, you know, maybe that's a little bit of part of it as well. Makes but sense. for me, <laughs> I've got something that I have not had before. Uh, Smut Labs Macho Mango IPA. Oh, I, I have no idea how this is going to be. I saw this on the shelf. We, uh, My wife and I, we were at a Fatty Beer Co., I think it was, uh, maybe a week or so ago. And I saw that on the shelf. It was very interesting. I, I didn't try it, but at least, unless I did. I don't know. I'm going to have to look at your unta- uh, untapped and see if I did try that <laughs> or not. Um, but yeah, interesting to say the least. Mango's, mango's I was always l- good. Led to it, of course, because I thought it was a sour. But then I was like, wait, this is like a hazy IPA. We got some citrus there. We got some mango. I'm all about it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good color right there. Beautiful. John, cheers, my friend. Cheers, brother. Oh, 
Oh yeah, yeah that's good. good. I'm into it. Awesome. I'm into it. I'm probably a four out of five. So for me, that's like a hey, a I like score. it. I buy it again. You know, I like to try new things, but that one I would circle back to relatively quickly. Heck yeah. So show and tell, uh, because this is kind of the you know the kickoff. We're back from summer. I think it's only fitting that we we both brought an item for this this very purpose, and it only makes sense. That it's a pretty prominent thing for both of us. So, yeah, John, John, what do we got to show and tell here? Got the Steam Deck, baby. So we both got it in the house, man. The Steam Deck is here. Yeah. Uh, we've both had ours for a few months. Like we said, we haven't been recording, so we haven't got a chance to talk about it. Um, you know what? The Steam Deck is always timely because there's always a list of a couple thousand people still waiting to get their email and still looking at Steam Deck coverage who don't have theirs yet. Um, so this thing is, you know, is as hard as it's been to get. Valve's done a good job with the rollouts just because, like, it's been, you know, it's been paced out and they keep you informed and stuff like that. But we remember being on that list and not not knowing when it was coming. And it's like, please let this week be my email. Monday and Thursday, 1230 every week. We're just refreshing the inbox. We finally got them, baby. Dude, what a what a system. That is a lesson to some of these other companies on how right. they rolled these out. Because it was very limited, but accessible. You put your five bucks down. You had to have a Steam profile. You could get one. And they let you know when they were thinking it was going to come out. Like you said, you get the email. You got it. Boom. There was no craziness like we saw with the PS5 or the Xbox Series X where it was just you know people buying them up to sell them. Now, they're still rolling these out. I would say stock is getting much better. You and I have been lucky enough to be in one of the, the first waves of this. Tim uh, from the Geekiverse also got his about a, a few months ahead of us. Right. Uh, JT's waiting on his, but he was relatively late to the game too. Um, my brother-in-law got on the pre-order list only like two months ago and his is, is shipping. Oh, so, really? Yep, uh, it, you can get them. And it, it, I mean, my gosh, right? I could be like playing a game right now and no one would ever know it. It is, John and I, as you may know, I've been obsessed with handheld gaming. John is high on the list for just Vita Legends. He's the guy there. We both love our Nintendo Switches. We've got the OLEDs. This is my favorite handheld to date. Just I, saying. Uh... Yeah, it's it's a tough that's a tough statement for me to make, man, cuz I really do love the Switch. The Switch is like the only thing that's rivaled the my fascination with like the launch of a console um that it's rivaled the Switch has been the Steam Deck so far. Um for very different reasons though. And again, you you touched on it, man. Like I love I've always been fascinated with handheld gaming. Like growing up, the the console was always downstairs and like we were only allowed to play it, you know, X amount of time. So just like the, growing up, anytime I can think of like, how can I be playing games when I shouldn't be? That's kind of always been the, the you know, the goal. How, how can I play games when I shouldn't be able to, whether it's, you know, br- bringing it to school and playing on lunches or bringing it to work and playing on break, stuff like that. Like, how can I make gaming like, as, as accessible as possible? Because I, I always want to be doing it, right? So handhelds have always been huge for me. Um, and back to my last point where it's like, nothing has been as fascinating, uh, at, you know, from the Switch as the, as the Steam Deck has been, and for very different reasons. Uh, the, the, the Switch was so fun to just like play around with, like, first of all, Breath of the Wild. Like, I was obsessed. I love that game. One of my favorite games of all time. But also, it's like my wife, who doesn't play video games, break off one of the Joy-Cons, hand it to her, and let's play some Mario Kart, and let's experiment with this, like, this very new system that was, like, a, you know, a different way to play games. Um, so that first, like, month and a half, two months of the Switch was just so fascinating. The Steam Deck, man, I just had such a blast tinkering around with it. 
So I was all about, like, even before I had my Steam Deck, I was looking up videos on how to install all the emulators. I'm like, this thing's based on Linux. You can you can pop whatever you want on there. So, like, I spent days once I got mine just setting up, like, PlayStation 2, Game Boy Color, GameCube games. Like, I went down such a rabbit hole, not even playing the games. I've obviously messed around, you know, from here and there. But, like, just getting them set up and having fun and thinking about, like, what old games do I want to add to my library? How do I get this to work? Like, it, it was just a fun piece of tech and it was a fun project for me. Not to mention the fact that I played, I've been playing AAA games like Spider-Man on it and, you know, in the Halo Infinite multiplayer and stuff. Like, it's just such an incredible machine. It's so fascinating. Um, yeah, quickly becoming one of my favorite consoles of all time. It is pretty impressive. It's outstanding. What a head start. You know, I feel like it It built on uh, some of the better aspects of the Vita and the Switch. You've got incredibly high quality gaming in the palm of your hands. Very few setbacks, I would say, so far. I have had a few games that are, are unsupported that you can download patches for to play, um, and they, they crash frequently. Not a yeah. big deal. The other thing is, is the battery. The battery life is truly terrible, depending on what game you're playing. For sure. Again, a small price to pay. This is Steam Deck 1, right? Like, this is version 1 so far. So what does that next one look like? What do they look like as they improve over time? What a head start. And th- yeah. that's nitpicky for me. Like, I, 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 it's hard to find com- anything to complain about with this. When, when, you, when you bring up battery life, you, that's a very gr- a great way to put it. It's a small price to pay. Because if you compare what this thing can do graphically to what a Nintendo Switch can do, like, pull, pull up a AAA third-party game. Like, something, oh, yeah. something I've done, I've tested on this. Like, pull up Bioshock Infinite on the on the Nintendo Switch and then pull Bioshock Infinite up on the, on the Steam Deck. You're running the full like high quality version of Bioshock Infinite. It looks better on the Steam Deck than it did when it released on the Xbox 360. Like this the, the textures and what this thing can do. I'm running games like God of War and, and Spider-Man PS4 at like medium to high settings that again look just as good if not better than they did on the PS4, right? So like mm-hmm. sure, if you're if you're doing that battery is going to take a hit you're going to get maybe two hours but like at the same time that's what i knew what i signed up for like that's that's the experience i'm looking for i'm going to play a triple a game I'm not going to be you know playing it handheld for more than two two and a half hours um but again battery life if you're playing a smaller game if you're playing like an old emulated ps2 game or like a smaller indie game you can get four to five hours out of this thing i was um i was playing stray which is not an incredibly taxing game it's a brand new game but um, I, I was able to do three, maybe three and a half hours with that. And uh, I still think is that is a pretty, pretty it's not a huge game, but there's a lot of lighting and a lot of 3D effects in that. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. no, that's no 2D indie game, right? Yeah. Like it's, if, it's no slouch for sure. Right. Like I, I, I'd imagine like even newer games that are like less demanding. Like if you, if you pulled up like a Cuphead or like a Celeste, like a, a 2D, like, you know, side scrolling game, I bet you get tons of time out of those. Uh, another so the, the system itself feels awesome. Like I know early reviews were saying, is this thing super heavy? Yeah. In relation to the switch, the switch feels like a toy compared to this, uh, but that's not been a concern for me. The, uh, the buttons, the, the uh, thumbsticks have been perfect. Everything feels good. Like I always like, and I always talk about how much I love the Xbox one controller. Like to me, that's like my favorite uh, until we got to the dual sense on the PS five. Like now that's my favorite controller. This rivals both of those for me in terms of how it feels, how it plays. Those are heavy thumbsticks. I think we talked about this. Like you don't, I mean, you want to play what you can on the switch, but like shooters are not great for it. There's, they're so small and they're, they're a little bit flimsy, relatively speaking. These things are beasts. Yeah. I'm playing Halo Infinite and like being, you know, I I can, I can be as good on the Steam Deck as I am with like my, my full on Xbox controller. Uh, But you bring up comfort, man. 
this this I made this joke on Twitter a while ago when I first got it, but like this has to be the first time somebody has tried to make a handheld, and one of the first questions they ask themselves is, "How does this feel in your hand?" Because every other handheld out there is just a brick. There's no like this the Steam Deck. If you look, it's contorted. Mm-hmm. There it has shapes. It's 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 in like just like a regular controller. It fits in your hand and it feels amazing. Um, yeah, it, it gets heavy sometimes. Like yeah, sure. Like it, it's certainly heavier than than the Switch or like an Vita or something like that. Um, but I don't think it's too heavy. You don't you don't notice it. By far, just the most comfortable handheld I've ever held. And that screen is so big. Like I, I always play with that kind of like sitting on my lap. So I'm right. not, I'm never really holding it. Right. Like, I mean the switch you can kind of like play around with, but that is always just, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's totally fine. You learn how to use it. Uh, you bring up the screen. That's the one thing. It's like the screens. It's good. It's great. There's no issues with the screen. It's, it's it, the colors are fine. There's certainly nothing to complain about, but as somebody who does have an OLED switch sitting around, Man, when I fired that thing up for the first time after having the Steam Deck for a couple of weeks and, you know, just letting my Switch basically collect dust, that OLED screen I do miss. I think we talked about, like, when's the next time I'm going to use my Switch? Like, oh, I'm I'm excited for Persona 5 Royal to come out in more platforms. I'll probably just get it on Steam Deck, I told myself. But then I'm like, man, if it runs well on Switch, those colors might look really, really good in the OLED. So I do wish it had an OLED to screen. But, hey, can't it can't have everything, right? That's for sure. Uh, but maybe the next one will like, there's no doubt in my mind, the production behind this is so awesome. Um, yeah, I, I did the same thing. I think I pulled up even just like Mario Odyssey. Daisy wanted to play that. I had it on the OLED and that was pretty. Colors <laughs> like, are so beautiful, dude. That's where you notice it. When you go from something not OLED to that, it's like, whoa, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's got, beautiful. yeah, this thing has gotten me to the point where it's like, I want to pick up those like hoary you know, trigger pad, whatever they are. There's like a, the Hori split pad pro. That's what it's called. If you, if you want to look it up, that's a, that's what it's called. It is basically like a, a, a beefier Joy-Con that does have bigger thumbsticks and grips. Um, it's been out for a while, but like that's the only way I'm going to go back and play my switches. If I pick that thing up, cause I don't want to, you know, it's just not, it's not comfortable compared to the steam deck, man. I think for, for me now, the switch will mostly as, as it really always has been to a degree, it's going to be for exclusives. That's where I'm at, right? Zelda's going to be coming out. They're going to be doing new Mario at some point. Like all that, that's where I'm going to go. Um, past that, like the Steam Deck has made such an impact that I've, there are games coming out this fall that I had earmarked for my PS5. And I'm like, should I, should I get it for this instead? Dude, I'm a, yeah, I'm getting there too. Like, it's, especially with games that have come out in the last, like, you know, like what, three to five years that I've maybe like even one to five years that I've missed and that are in my backlog. It's like, huh, I've always been thinking about, you know, waiting to play that on a console, but should I just play the Resident Evil games on the on the Steam Deck? Should I play, I don't know, like random games in my backlog, like a like a Fallout New Vegas? Like my my buddy Aaron just started replaying that. I'm like, hmm, I've always wanted to play that. I own it on Steam for whatever reason. Like, should I just should I just fire it up? So like, it's just so. It's just so uh, approachable, and there's so much it can do. It's like I almost spend more time thinking about what I could be playing on it than actually playing on it, which is you know a problem in itself. But I'll take it. J- J- Listen to us! Oh my gosh, PC gamers to the max! This is ridiculous. Yeah, I sent I sent a, a, a message on Steam where we're both playing our Steam Deck. I'm like, look at us, PC gamers, baby! <laughs> we did it. We we ascended to the next level. Um, pro tip: we're, we got to mention it. Uh, my brother-in-law. Tom told me about it, and of course, I tell my Geekiverse pals about it. Uh, family sharing. So you yeah. can share your library with up to 
uh, four uh, other or five other? Five, I think five other people. Five total. All, I, I, all, I, the, all the people that have been using Steam for the last 20 years are just like rolling their eyes at us right now. They're like, uh, yeah. This is new to us. <laughs> I right? know, like, right? we, we've been PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo people. So if you're like John and I, we cross over to the dark side here. Uh, you got to log. So like John and I, we want to share our library. Uh, I got to log on on his. He's got to log on on mine or I could just give him my credentials. Right. Uh, we do that. We're able to access each other's library. Uh, there, there's there's a few settings you just got to change. One person can play it at a time unless that uh, second person is offline, as John discovered. Then both of us could play a game at the same time. To be um, fair, well, the Xbox and PlayStation both do offer that as well in a very similar fashion, and both people can be play, and then both people can be playing the game at the same time. the the very one true. The one downside with that on the Xbox, uh, no, I'm sorry, the PlayStation specifically. That's one that I have more experience with. Is that the person who owns the games is the one that's not in offline mode. So if like if you ever lose internet in your house, you cannot play your own games. That's the only issue. Again, not a real not a real threat nowadays. Like how often would that happen? Like, but if you were right. traveling or something like that, me in front of the show, Kyle Kalinske, uh, him and I had that set up for the PS4 for a little while. I think he bought like Fallen Order and I bought like Horizon or something like that. And we were sharing games that way and we were both playing them at the same time. Like it worked great. There was never an issue. But um, yeah, so there, there's a lot of options out there. But Steam is yeah, the the Steam way is pretty cool too. It's it's been nice, especially having somebody like Tim Talbot, uh, you know, <laughs> member of the Geekiverse, who's had a pretty pretty long history with Steam. Hop on our our family share, and all of a sudden our our, our library goes from like forty to to two fifteen or whatever it is. That's been nice. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. Like I mean, I I was playing Stray. Kyle bought that, and um he wanted to play basically. So a notification came up and said the owner of this game is trying to play it. So great. I sign out right at that point. Kyle gets to play it. Um, but what a nice thing, you know, so uh, John, Tim, Kyle, and I have started this group essentially where we do that. And I'm always thinking, I'm like, Hey, should I buy this game for the group? You know, like, yeah. here we go, guys. Cool. I, I am excited to see what that looks like in the, in the holiday season here with uh, all the deals that'll be coming up. And oh, of course sure. there's always steam sales, right? Like they're, they're incredible. Yeah. Uh, how did I get to witness this firsthand now? No doubt. And again, I, I've always had a PC and like I've tinkered around. I have a bunch of random games from like the late, to, like the, the early 2010s. That's when I like bought a gaming laptop and thought maybe I'll like hop into the Steam world. That's why I've got like, like the first couple of Fallout games. I've got, uh, I've got like the Portal games, like Half Life, all of, all of like the PC classics that were still like kind of relevant. I was buying back then. That's why I have those in my library. But since then, I have not, I have not really touched Steam. Uh, but I'm excited to, man. Like it, uh, we talk about the the difference, you know, in in use cases with something like the the Switch. You say the Switch has kind of always been a third party. I'm sorry, a first party machine for you. Um, for me, my Switch has been an indie machine. Like I'm I'm playing my Cupheads and my my Celeste and you know in my you know Limbo's inside stuff like that. Those are the games that I just love playing handheld. Um, and now it's like it's tough not to look at that at the Steam Deck and grab them there just just because of the price probably alone. Like it's going to be cheaper eventually on the Steam. The, the price point, you put it on your wish list, it gives you a notification when it goes on sale. That's I mean, always beautiful. Performance, gets, obviously, you can't can't overlook. Like A lot of those indie games run great on the Switch. Again, ex- I'm, I'm going to do some comparisons, but you know, when Persona comes out, I'm really going to have a hard time thinking, like, do I want the version that's going to inevitably be run better, or do I want the pretty colors for my OLED? So it's just going to be... I, I, it's a problem I don't mind having, you know? And as you all may know, I love my trophies and achievements. So Steam achievements for me, I'm like, yep, let's go. Let's go hunting. It's a good time to kind of check them off the list. And what better way to do it than on a handheld? You do it a few times uh, a week or you you got little ones running around. You get to play for a half hour. That's the way to do it. Or, hey, you got a mature game 
that you don't want your kid to see, now you can do it. Like this, this is a beautiful way to do it. Steam Deck definitely recommend get a pre-order, and if you have not, I can you can get the cheap cheapest version, three ninety nine. It comes with a really really nice case, um, which is a great value, pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, it- and Valve has just been so like incredibly accessible like with this process. Um, you can buy the cheapest version. I, I got the middle version, but you can buy the cheapest version for for three ninety nine, and you can run games off an SD card. In in videos I I've did. in, in videos I've seen, they run just as well, if not sometimes faster off the SD card than they do on the internal drive. So like um, that easy expandable storage. Um, also the fact that Valve designed this thing to be actually fixable which is unheard of in 2022 when it comes to consumer electronics like they they partnered with iFixit which is a very popular like uh, you know tech repair company and they're like here here's the schematics like you can sell replacement triggers their first party like you, whatever people need go, go to that website and just buy the parts from do it yourself like it's it's so cool yeah i kudos to them it's been really really awesome throughout and um we're just getting started, right? We're starting to see PlayStation and Xbox be more accessible. You can find them on shelves now. Um, inventory for this has been ramping up too. So uh, get your hands on one. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, John and I, so typically we talk about what's in your system. I know we, we kind of dove into that a little bit. We mentioned some games we're playing there. Uh, for me, I want to say I got the Steam Deck and I, I wanted to play some of my favorite all-time games first, just to say this was my first experience. So what do I love? I love Batman Arkham. I was playing Batman Arkham City rotating between that uh, and Jedi Fallen Order. Could not believe I was playing Jedi Fallen Order and how beautiful it looked and how well it was running. I was messing with all the visual settings. That is outstanding. So I, I, I dabbled in a little bit of both of those. Uh, recently finished Arkham Knight for the first time since it came out in 2015 because I wanted to finish that before getting into Gotham Knights in, in about a month, a month from today, actually. Even though they're not connected, it just kind of was something that I always wanted to circle back to. Um, but I've got a few other things that I've been playing. John, what, what's been in your system lately? It's been a while since we've recorded one of these. So you got to think back and, you know, four months ago, what, what have I played? Um, but just to kind of stick around with the Steam Deck, the, the, the first thing I played on my Steam Deck was a game called Neon White. Um, that That is short list for my game of the year man yeah it was such a fun experience i'm glad i experienced it on new hardware so i had that like you know i, I had the that motivation to keep you know keep playing and trying out my new hardware because i'm glad i stuck with it because that game was was awesome uh, i forget the name of the developer or the guy behind it but it's a small if not one person studio and the last game they made was donut county so if you're familiar with that it was literally an ios and like you know very very small game which was an adorable game it was one of the first apple arcade games i had such a fun time with donut county very very small game this is like a full-on, you could have told me it was a AAA game. Like it, It's 3D, uh, so in Neon White, you're, you're basically like the, a guy who died, and right now to, to avoid going to hell, you have to kill a bunch of demons as fast as possible. Um, so every level is basically like platforming, but you're killing the, these demons to get through the 3D platforming, um, and they build it into the narrative that you have to do it as fast as possible to win this competition. So it's also a speedrunning game. So... You're competing against yourself for the getting, clearing these levels, killing these demons in the fastest time possible. Uh, the game does such a good, t- a, such a good job at making you feel like a badass. Like they just set the demons up and give you the power ups at the right point to just make you feel like boom, 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 boom. Oh my god, I'm so good at this. Like, it, they, it, like it's one of the most satisfying games I've I've played in a very long time, gameplay wise. And what I didn't expect, there's a full on visual novel style story in between all the stuff. Like it's like a well thought out narrative. Um, 
Neon White's awesome. Like Joe, I think like you're not a, like it's it, it's on like the anime spectrum of like the the storytelling and the, and the visuals and stuff like that, and so maybe even some of the themes too. But um, the gameplay and the overall narrative, I think you'd still have a really good time with. I think that Neon White would be one that you get down with. That's a, that's a fun game. It's a game I definitely need to play. I know Tim loved it as well, um, but I want to play that if for no other reason to talk about it in our game of the year conversation that we'll have in a few months, right? Like it's in there for both you and Tim and everything I've seen on it is beautiful. So that's, that's certainly something I want to circle back to. And for what it's worth, this fall is not, uh, it's not release heavy for games I would pick up. Like I want to get Gotham Knights. God of War obviously is huge for me. That's it. Maybe Callisto protocol, which Tim said he's going to (laughs) buy. So probably for Steam Deck, it's going to be great. Um, but that being said, this is a game I'll, I'll probably find some time to play uh, bef- before the end of the year when we have that discussion. Yeah, it's not incredibly long. I think it's maybe around 10 to 12 hours if you kind of just go through. Uh, it inspires you to, to replay levels a few times. Like if, if you're if you're sadistic like Tim and sometimes I can be when it comes to speed running, running like it's probably going to take you a super long time because you're going to want to get platinum on every and every one. I didn't do that. I, I basically told myself, all right, if you get gold, progress. And it was because the story was so good. I just wanted to keep playing the game. And like in my head, I said, oh, I'll go back and get the platinum every and every level. I haven't gone back, but whatever. It's been a ball. Um, been playing a lot of Spider-Man on my Steam Deck. That has been like my my pickup and play. I, I'm outside. I'm grilling, you know, making dinner for me and my wife. Like I bring the Steam Deck out there and in between flipping burgers or steaks, I'm, I'm just swinging around New York City doing a couple of crimes and chipping away at that story. So that's been awesome. Um, this past weekend, a big one. Uh, so the Modern Warfare 2 beta was out. So for, for PlayStation players, the Modern Warfare 2 beta just dropped. Um, I think it wrapped up Tuesday, so it's closed now until next weekend. But um, that was fun. Uh, that that I didn't expect to uh, be as excited for our Call of Duty game as I am right now. It uh, every year I inevitably pick it up. Like that's we talked off air. Like you you grab NHL every year, even though you're maybe on the fence or you're not in the mood for it. You just end up caving because it's like it's comfort food. You're gonna grab NHL, of course you are. That's been me with Call of Duty since forever. I have, I haven't missed a Call of Duty in forever. Um, and, and this time I'm actually pumped for it. I played the beta and it, it's it it's slowed down a lot. It's a much heavier game. It's a slower game. It feels a lot like a Black Ops two. That's kind of like my touchstone for it. I know it's it's Infinity Ward. I know it's a Modern Warfare game. It's not you know it's not the same developer as Black Ops Two, but it feels a lot like a Black Ops Black Ops Two where it's a heavier game. They took out things like slide canceling where you can't like slide and you know and start shooting immediately after. Um, they added the dolphin dive back if you if you you know hold down too long. Like they they've intentionally made it a little bit slower, and I think that was needed for multiplayer. I'm not a big Warzone guy. Um, Warzone 2, that was not part of the beta, but they did let a bunch of uh, like influencers and streamers, they invited them out for a, a whole weekend and they got to play that. So there's a lot of Warzone 2 impressions and streams and stuff like that out there. I'm never going to talk much about that because I didn't get much into Warzone, but I am excited for Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer. Uh, I liked what I played with it. That, you know, the, the Modern Warfare remake a few years back, 2019, I love that game. Uh, played my fair share. I'm really encouraged to hear you say that it reminds you of Black Ops 2 because that was maybe my favorite Call of Duty multiplayer. I sunk hundreds and hundreds of hours into that. Yeah, uh, I was always more of a Modern Warfare 1 and 2 guy than a Black Ops guy, but with how fast the games have gotten and we've gone, we've literally gone to space in Call of Duty. Like we've gotten so fast. Mm-hmm. We've had, we've had laser guns. We've got people running around with pink and purple guns doing 360 no scopes. Like that's been what Call of Duty has, you know, felt like for a while. So to boot this up and, and like, 
I don't know, just start sprinting and just feel the weight of the character and try to jump and not jump that high and, and slide and you're not sliding all the way across the map. It's like, oh, I'm, I feel like a human. I feel like I'm in, like I feel like I have a gun in my hands and like I've got ammo on me. Like I feel like a, a soldier. Not that I have a real you know real fantasy to feel that way, but you know that's that's the kind of game we're going for here. So like it it's it, it's nice to kind of it's it's refreshing to have a game that is a little more authentic to what it used to be. Um, I'm excited to see more about it. I think there was three or four maps that were all pretty fun. That's also a big thing. I feel like maps in Call of Duty have gotten so overly complicated. Like every room has three entrances and like every, like every map is just a spider web of, of places people could go. I didn't feel that this game, I, you know, this, this beta I played, I didn't always feel like I had to look everywhere. Like, okay, there's two doorways. I'm good. I know where I'm going. I, if I see somebody, I can shoot them first. I'm not always going to get shot from behind because somebody is just, you know, running all over the place. So, you know, positive things I'm to curious say. To hear it. Yep. Yeah. I, I, you know, as always, Call of Duty sells well, but uh, from a playing standpoint, uh, I'm happy to hear that that is going well. I'll probably dabble in that when that arrives uh, in just a few short months. Uh, for me, uh, also, I've uh, been playing, uh, just started it, finally, uh, but I, I it was just so fitting the the time of year. And I always try to, to gear uh, a game towards Halloween. Uh, so like last year it was Alan Wake for me, which I love dearly. This one, it's a new experience. It's uh, resident evil village. So I oh. uh, just started that on PS five. I'm about an hour and a few minutes in uh, having played resident evil seven earlier this year. I gotta say, I love that. It continues that story. Wow. What a one eighty. Uh, it, it gets away from some of the elements of let's say a resident evil seven, but it totally feels like it's in that universe. And I got to say, they've done a good job with it. Kind of, uh, going off the beaten path from zombies to, to lichens a little bit there. There's going to be, I can't wait to dive into this story. There, there's so many awesome characters that you've seen online. Lady Dimitrescu uh, has been, I could not wait to run into her, got into her uh, probably just a few minutes ago in, in my playthrough. Uh, and I know some of my my friends who are going to be watching this or listening to this podcast on on replay uh, are big Resident Evil fans and Rob and Ashley. So uh, really excited to really dive into that. Uh, there's another game that I, I just finished that I feel like we should really, really get into and put our review behind because it's a game that's near and dear for both of us. And that would happen to be uh, The Last of Us Part 1 on PS5. I, oh, beautiful. Look at that edition right there. We got the Firefly edition from John, if you're watching. It's just so pretty. So, John, you bought this twice, right? Josiah, <laughs> I can't even play this game. <laughs> this comes this comes with the game in a beautiful steelbook, uh, one of my favorite steelbooks. It's incredible. It comes with a, a little, little thing called a, a disc. I don't have a disc drive in my PS5. I can't play this. <laughs> I just bought it anyways. Such a sucker for The Last of Us, man. Um, yeah, I bought the game digitally and played it at midnight when it came out. And then that also at midnight, the Firefly Edition went up and I I bought it. I don't know why. Uh, just because I love The Last of Us so much. Uh, there, there's also some really cool comics in here. They're the comics that, you know, if you if you, if you followed The Last of Us, they're the uh, American Dream, I believe is, is the name of the series. They're just alternate covers. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, had to, I had to get that too. Uh it's just it's funny to say like when when this was announced not all that long ago it was like all right what what's this going to look like we're redoing this you know before it was it was rumored to be last of us part 1 it was rumored to be an uncharted rebuild uh we didn't get that we got last of us even though this game just came out 8 years ago we got the ps3 version 
crazy to say that this is a PS3 game, by the way. Uh, we got the PS4 remake or, or up port, I guess, just a year or two later when that came out. And here we are getting this, which was more of a ground up remake. But man, it holds up beautifully. The story feels just just as special as when when I played it the first few times. Um, it's a rare game that I feel like I will just continue to buy forever every time it's on a new PlayStation or hey, it's coming to Steam Deck at some point or Steam, it I is, should say. It is. We're gonna, we're going to buy it again. I know we will. And this, I got to say, I'm really proud of. It's the first time uh, I've platin- platinumed it because this was the easiest platinum list for a Last of Us game to date. But once I saw that there was nothing involved with anything online in terms of connection for or it, I was difficulty. like, I can do this. Or difficulty. That's another big one for me. Um, I did that. So I platinum this. This is my 13th platinum. Uh, I think second one this year. And I just had a special time with it. I, I really did. Like, I really love going through the story every time I play it. I can't set it down. It feels amazing with the dual sense. Like, they really incorporate some beautiful stuff there. It looks better than ever. It sounds better than ever. It's a game where you want to really take your time and just look around and kind of smell the roses, if you will. But it feels good. It looks good. All of the above checks off all the, the lists that you or everything from the wish list. I feel like most fans would want. Now, it's a $70 game. I could see the argument for why this should be a $50 game. I, I went ahead and I paid 70 again. That's something you got to decide for sure. But I don't feel shortchanged. I got to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat, man. I you you said it well. I uh, this is the most impactful playthrough I've had since the first time for sure. I, I, I've probably played through The Last of Us at this point five to six times. Uh, I, I've I've you know played it kind of. I played it originally PS3 version. Just a year later, the PS4 port came out. PS you know that just added 60 frames per second. That wasn't a remaster. That was literally just adding 60 frames. Um, played it then. And then, yeah, maybe three or four more times to get ready for like the last plus part two. And I did like a speed run with a buddy. Um, it is, yeah, th- this, the visuals alone, like you said, they're just enough to make you stop and, 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 and enjoy the environments a little bit longer and, and look a little bit more because like the game is just so beautiful. This game looks better than the last plus part two. And it makes sense. It came out after it's a native PS five game, but it's crazy to say like the fact that Naughty Dog can still get more juice out of this engine and out of the, out of these characters and stuff like that. Um, if you're not really familiar with what this game is, it is not, a, it's not a port. It is not a, you know, an upscale. They completely remade character models like Joel, and Ellie in this game look different. Like they remade them. All the performances are the same, especially characters like Tess, um, Henry and Sam. They look like pretty different than, than their original PS3 and PS4 counterparts. Like they put some good work into making, like making this make the most sense in the best graphic style they could. Um, lighting just absolutely stupid. Good. Like just constantly looking up and like watching the light come through trees, probably spent like, three or four extra hours in this game, just standing around looking at stuff. Cause that's so pretty. Um, you, you, like you said, man, that, that $70 price tag, it's tough. That's, that's the company that Sony is They're They're not going to make a game with the, the logo of their, their, their premier triple a studio on it and not charge $70. And again, that's on, that's on you to decide. I, I get, I get where you could be coming from. If you're upset about that, it's a game that we've played multiple times and it's been on multiple consoles and you know this is technically the third skew of it so i i understand that um but it's uh especially if you've never played the last of us man you're in for a treat like what a way to experience this game this is uh to me the definitive version of the game uh, even having 
played it, you know, the, the prior two times. Uh, it, it's so funny. Like this, this didn't really resonate with me when I played it originally on PS3. I remember getting it day one, super excited about it. And I liked it and nothing more. Replayed it in uh, 2019 or 2020 in the lead up to Last of Us Part 2 on, on PS4. And that's when it really sunk its claws into me. And I understood. I feel like I understood. Like it really just, I loved it. I loved everything that, that they were trying to tell me with this game. And this time just cemented it. And I really had a good time going back and trophy hunting. And it's just, it's, it's so, it's set up beautifully. Like I wish Guardians of the Galaxy did this. You can go through chapters. You can go through specific encounters, even if you want. And, and you, the game always keeps your main save. So when you you load up a chapter and you reload your your main save, all the stats carry over. So it's a beautiful way to say, oh, I I, I upgraded every weapon or I I shivved every door, I got every comic, all of it. And in going through the four or five hours, maybe extra between that and Left Behind, by the way, the DLC is included in this and rebuilt. Um, in going through that, it, it, it like forced me to slow down and really enjoy it even more because i had to be purposeful right i'm looking at my phone or uh, the playstation plus hints are beautiful for this you pull it up and it shows you where to go if you get stuck if you're looking for something special it just i can't speak enough to it It, it's a really really quality release and i hope we continue to get more releases like it and remasters of these games that were outstanding over the last 10 12 years for sure yeah i know a lot of people uh you know even when this was first announced they're like oh my god the last one just came out a few years ago we got it we got a port already like why are we doing this i understand where you're coming from but especially in a case like this like this game didn't start off being created by the by by naughty dog this was like a pet project by another studio trying to like you know trying to you know make a name for themselves and all of a sudden naughty dog takes it over and they kind of just put the finishing touches on it so it's not like you know it's not like it really took away from them developing the next game in in my opinion and you know and from what we've seen um but like i'm all for you know give me the games that i love and make them better i don't care i don't i don't need you to not i I, i'm not a stickler for that like so many people seem to be i I want my i want to play my favorite games in the best way i possibly can I'll keep supporting those developers all day by rebuying that game. And that's the beauty of it, right? If you if you don't like it, you really don't have to buy it. Yeah. There's plenty. There's never been more options for gamers. And at any point in history, there's so much to play. I mean, my goodness, like we said, our shared library is like 224 Steam games. You'll never be able to get to it all. There's so much to get to. So just don't buy it. It's yeah, fine. For sure. Play the, play the old version. It still exists. It's on PS Plus for free. And it's also great. So go ahead and do that. Uh, and anything um, that we missed on Last of Us that you wanted to mention? I'm sure. All? I'm sure there's plenty we missed. That the, the Last of Us holds such a special place in my heart, man. It's like well, it might be my the Last of Us in in part two. I just kind of put them together now. That's my favorite yep. series. That's my favorite game of all time, The Last of Us. So um, yeah, I, I've always been excited for this. I bought it. I can't play this. I can't. <laughs> there, I have nowhere to put it. <laughs> it just it's gonna sit on a shelf. <laughs> uh. Uh, it's. It's great. It's fine. You don't do this all the time, right? Like, no, I've never bought. I've never spent one hundred and eighty dollars on a video game. <laughs> What's I? I think the most I ever spent is probably eighty on one of those like oh, collector's dude. editions for various things. I've never gone ham, even for Star Wars. Think about like, the fact that I bought The Last of Us on PS3 when it came out for sixty dollars. I bought it again <laughs> on PS4 for sixty dollars. I bought. The digital version for seventy and this version for a hundred. I've spent so much money on this game. 
Well worth it, my friend. Well worth it. It's spread out over eight years. It's okay. It's, yeah, for like sure. Like you said, you got friends who like cars. You like video games. It's okay. Quite, quite the investment. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> um, in other news, uh, before we get to kind of what's going to be a new segment here on Busy Sticks, again, thanks for tuning in at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. Uh, it was almost under the radar as much as an under the radar thing it could be. We're getting an Iron Man game. I mean, um, talk about yeah it, it was very under the radar it popped up on instagram is the first time i saw it <laughs> I, it was bizarre right but they, not that there's a lot of news on it so uh from game informer electronic arts motive studio today announced it is currently developing an iron man game in collaboration with marvel games the as of yet untitled game is a single player third person action title starring everyone's favorite genius billionaire playboy philanthropist tony stark electronic arts heralds this game as the first of several new games developed in a new collaboration with marvel so on the surface it sounds really awesome right like that's all we got that's all we know it's happening we'll have to see but uh third person single player Hey, maybe we're learning our lesson here. People like these games, right? Avengers was fine, but it, it kind of failed because it was tried. It, it tried to be too much. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy, a single player game. Awesome. We're going to get that with Iron Man now. And we're getting other stuff in terms of Marvel. We're starting to pump out all these projects that are going to be over the next few years. But John, Iron Man, this this sounds good on on the surface, right? It does. It's awesome. It, it's what we've wanted to see from from Marvel. Uh, in, in the kind of the, what they what they said they were going to do. They're they're done kind of trying to develop their own games or do these movie tie ins. Very much of the path that you know Mar- uh, Star Wars is going down, and obviously both Disney. So it makes sense, right? Same strategies here. Um, yeah, take these characters and give them to studios who are going to put the work in, and you know just spread it out like you did the MCU. Give us all these different fun stories. Um, I'm so on board, man. It, a new story we we did miss, but the you know we we've known that Amy Hennig and Skydance uh, have been working on a game for a little while. That's been announced. We finally know that's going to be a Captain America World War II game that's going to feature Black Panther. Awesome! Like, give me all these Marvel projects, man. Not to mention the fact that Insomniac is still working on Spider-Man Two, which is going to have Miles Morales in it as well. Double Spider-Man action there, plus Wolverine that they're working on. So like. It very much does feel like the MCU in a different way, where the, obviously the MCU is this connective tissue, and like we're excited for all these projects, uh, you know, on their own right. And we, but we just can't wait to see where they're going to lead up to. I just can't wait to see what these games just are going to look like individually, and, and how they can how they can really nail these characters. Um, I feel like Iron Man's a tough one to mess up when it comes to like how fun can that game be? Like he flies, he shoots rockets, he's a superhero. Like he's got all the gadgets in the world. You better nail this. It's a softball in terms of gameplay, um, and with the groundwork that how you know the the, the Robert Downey Jr. MCU uh, Iron Man has built for us in terms of what we know this character can be. Copy and paste it. You can find your find your RDJ. Give it a little bit of a spin. Do kind of what Guardians did for those characters. Like be true to the core of what we got in the movies, but like give give a little spin on it. Right. Like that's all we need. Give me Nolan North. Um, yeah, all all of it. Uh... I, it's funny, like we talked about this with Guardians. It can be tough to separate the established MCU versions of those characters. But if you do it right, which I think they did when we were talking about last year's of Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're their own distinct characters who have some similarities, but really that they're unique. Right. If you do it right, it's okay. And it can it can be copy and paste, or it, it can be very similar. Or it could be totally different. As long as it's good, it's good. And 
I, I'm just really excited for this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see where it goes. We probably don't get this game for at least three years. Oh, yeah. Minimum. Minimum. <laughs> yeah. That's fine, right? There's a lot in the pipeline. As we just said, there's a lot to hold us over. Yeah, it's just it's just so interesting how, how video games are like, how it used to be so secretive and how different companies are handling it so differently now. You think of like another big news story that we didn't have in our docket here, but we might as well bring it up. GTA 6 just leaked. Like there's there's ninety something videos of of GTA six development gameplay that you can just go see because of a you know a, a very shitty person you know broke into a system and you know released information before it should have been but there's so many there's so much discourse out there about like oh the surprise is ruined like I just wanted it to be like a big reveal and I get that I'm a sucker for the big events too but how sustainable is that and what really is the is the point when you think about it right like you look at something like like the MCU or Marvel or whatever, like any any big movie, those things are road mapped out forever. Like we know movies that are coming out years and years and years from now, right? Like I, I, I think eventually video games kind of, we might have to let go of this, like surprise us and get us the game within the next two years situation. Um, and obviously developers might be starting to agree. I mean, they just dropped an Iron Man game official Iron Man game with one of the largest development studios in the world working on it. They just dropped it via Twitter, man. They just put out a press release. I don't know. So I think there's something to be said for that. Like to me, I feel like you're, if you're stuck in the middle, that's where you run into issues. So we got like, so last year, again, case in point, guardians of the galaxy was mentioned at what was considered to be E3. And then it came out in the fall. Right. Like, beautiful we had no idea that that was happening before then i mean there's certain games like beyond good and evil 2 right that just seem to get in development hell or there's certain games where you're like we want to tell you about this so bad even though we have nothing but a logo or in like the captain america we don't even have a title for that game but they're still talking about it i feel like that's fine because we just assume it's so far out but when you get in the middle that's where you struggle because there's an expectation maybe it is two years we haven't heard anything. We haven't seen anything. What's going on? This game is in trouble. It comes out in year three or four. And yeah. then it has this awkward uphill battle PR wise. And even if the game is good, my, my, so you're right. Like it, it's such a, it's, it's not a situation I'd want to be in. I don't want to be a PR guy for any of these companies. Cause like, you know, you're damned if you do damned if you don't situation, but yep. think of like a, a death loop, dude. How many times did we see death loop <laughs> at E3 at PlayStation showcase? And we're just like, okay, I know you're making death loop. Give us whatever. I don't need to see it anymore. I know it exists. Dude. And it was awesome. Like we love two weeks before it came out. Two weeks before it came out, there was a state of play, and they still showed a new trailer. For I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like, shut up about this game. So again, like you know, yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. But again, that game was sick. We both love Deathloop. I think, right? You like that? Like, oh game, yeah, the game was awesome. So like, yeah, it's, it's it's tough. Like PR marketing, very difficult. But like, I don't know. The days of expecting everything to be a big surprise might have to be over with like how many hands are on these projects and how accessible this data yeah. is and, and how much leverage somebody has when they know that's a big deal, right? Like if, if, if this stuff isn't a big deal, nobody's going to try to hack and get into your stuff and make a big, you know, make a big stink out of it. So I don't know. I certainly don't have the answer and I can't predict the future, but it's very interesting. At the end of the day too, like you think about a game like a GTA six, obviously we know that's coming at some point, regardless of when they decide to announce it. It's too big of a sequel not to hit. Like, so for me, I've watched none of the the videos or coverage that have leaked on this. So essentially I'm in the same spot I was before it all leaked, right? Like I know that game is coming. They'll, they'll talk about it when they're ready. It doesn't affect me. Like it's not, it's, 
what was different to me, if we're talking about leaks, is the I think of The Last of Us Part Two. Oh, that right. was a a brutal one. Not the announcement or existence of the game, but the what narrative happened leaks, in the story game. leaks. Yes, yes. That's a problem. That's different. That can be hard to avoid. I I, I avoided it successfully, Dude. but like think about pouring your heart into a project, whether you're a lead or you're a part of the team and you do it for six years. What maybe, maybe it's less, maybe it's even more in some cases and that gets out before you want it to, that can be really devastating. So I, I, you know, this is always going to exist. There's always going to be terrible people who are doing things like this just to, to make a name and and try to blackmail companies into it. And it's just silly. Just, just cut it out. Like don't, don't ruin the fun for the rest of us. There's not a lot to gain. Um, yeah, so lot, lots of good stories happening here. I know uh, video game season, I always say season in the fall, it's really ramping up. So we're going to have a lot of news to cover, a lot of games to play and talk about on Busy Sticks. But before we go today, we're going to uh, actually wrap up with the new segment that is right up our alley. John and I love playing games like this. If you're you're into anything Star Wars or Marvel, you got to check out our TikTok. Uh, but this is going to be a little bit longer version of that. John, I'm going to pass it over to you to introduce, talk about the rules. All of it. Yeah, we're we're gonna. It's it's simple. We're playing guest to video game. So I, I've got a video game in mind, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give Josiah ten questions, ten yes or no questions, and we're gonna see if he can get it. Um, this is this is the beta. Uh, we're gonna see is ten too is ten <laughs> questions too much? Is it too few? We're about to find out. Um, you mentioned uh, we've done this on TikTok before. TikTok short form. We're doing thirty seconds, like rapid fire as many questions as possible in thirty seconds. We've done that with Star Wars characters. We've done that with MCU. We've actually never done gaming with it. Uh, so I'm excited to to bring that to this show in a little bit longer form and have some have some fun some fun trivia. I just love who doesn't love trivia. I love I love asking trivia. I love being asked. And I love listening to people try to guess trivia. Um, what I'm going to do is put the answer on the screen. So Joe, you have to close the stream. Do you have the stream open? Yeah. Hang on. Close the stream. No cheating. I'll know if you're cheating. I will know. You know what? I can see the list of viewers. So hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna verify that you don't have this open have the chat pulled up you want me to get rid of that too no you can have well that, then i can't verify that you're not actually cheating but you can get rid of yeah you can keep the chat if you really want to if i, I just uh, i just got out of the chat okay perfect um so <laughs> i was gonna say verify that i'm cheating why don't we talk about our uh <laughs> our new gun ray uh tiktok <laughs> where are we going with this one uh from minky boodle day yeah that was funny that was really funny <laughs> That was a good one. All right. I digress. Uh, okay. So I've got... Oh, that's a way bigger than it needs to be. Whoopsies. We'll just put that right here. So uh, again, this is in beta. Uh, if it's more fun for listeners and viewers, when you guys don't know the answer, let me know. Maybe I won't show the answer on the screen. Uh, I think it might be more fun to see if Josiah is heading in the right direction. So that's And why. I won't be able to do this for you, is the thing. Okay. That's fine. That's also true. But that's also true. Try, so, let's so, try it. So we'll see how it works. Um, yeah. For sure. I mean, we could always put it in post before we post it on uh, on YouTube. At least we could always. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's very true. So we could easily do that. Uh, but I've got the game ready. It's in mind. Uh, you've got ten questions, yes or no only. So whenever you're ready. Okay. Uh, did this game release after 2010? Yes, it did. Okay. Um. Is this game? exclusive to either PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo? No, it is not. Okay. Is 
is this a predominant is this predominantly a single player game yes I know that could be gray area yes it is okay <laughs> you have to narrow down man I, I was going to actually just uh start and just like pick a random game and see if i could just blow it out of the water but right uh didn't go that direction you, obviously. Yeah, you, you can take a random guess whenever you want that will count as a as a question for sure uh okay so after 2010 not exclusive to one of the three main consoles uh single player um let's see let's see Is this a science fiction game? Science fiction. Ooh, that's up in the air. That that is. I'm gonna. That say, might be as problematic for you as it is for me. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I won't pretty confidently say no on that one. But it, okay. it, we can certainly uh, discuss it after the fact if that's if if you disagree. Okay. Um. I right, try to narrow down the window a little bit more. I'm going to figure out a groove with this, I think. Yeah, you're, um, you're at four questions. So you do have, you have six left. Did this game release during what we would consider the, the PS5 and Xbox Series X generation? No. Okay. So prior to 2020. So I've got, got a little bit of a window there. Um, Is this a shooter? Um, I'm going to say no. No, it's, okay. it's, not, it's not a shooter. Okay. And not sci-fi. All right, all right. Where are we yeah, going again, with this? We're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss that one, okay. I guess. But. So I won't hang up on that. So it's on, I guess you can call it on, on, the, on the border there. On the border, he's trying to tell me it's borderlines. Got it. I it's not a shooter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is did this IP exist before it was a video game? So, for example, that's a great question. Uh, I, I, okay. I, I know what you're going with. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you know, Star Wars or any, anything, right? Like, yeah, right. Like, yep. Okay. Um, no, it did not. No, it did not. This, uh, okay, this so basically video game. Okay. Video game IP. Yep. Okay. So you know it is after, when did you say? Uh, after 2010, prior to 2020, or at least the Xbox Series X and PS5 debut. Right. You know it's not an exclusive title. Huh. Ah, I was going in a direction and that's not going to help me. Okay. Let's see. So, I don't know where to go with this. I got to figure out a better flow. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough um, one. There's just so many. I mean, like, you know, we, we have fun with the, the Star Wars and the Marvel, but like, there's so many video games. So it's going to be. <laughs> I know, there's so many. It's going to be hard to get these, but it's fun. Um, to your knowledge, is this a game I've played? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right, all right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Trying to get in John's head a little bit here. Yeah, two left. Two left plus, I guess. Okay. Once, once, you've, once you've exhausted your, your 10 questions, you are allowed a guess, a final guess of what the game is. Okay, so I'm going to use those up for sure. Uh, let's see, let's see. What else can I ask? 
Does the game star a female protagonist? No. Okay. Is the game open world? <laughs> no, it's not. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. No. Okay. Uh, again, this is yes or no. There, there's open elements. There's open elements, but yeah. Okay. But it's, it's, I don't, it's, I don't it is, know. Okay. it's certainly not an open world game. But not a, okay. There's gray area to some of the questions I asked, obviously. As there, um, as there are with all games. Yes. <laughs> so this, is, this is my guess, right? Uh, you ha- you have you have exhausted your ten questions at this point. Do you- do we want five more? Do we want to do a fifteen? I don't know that it's going to help me. <laughs> Is- oh, of course it can. You got to start asking about developers, and I know, I know, but I'm not on the path here. Yeah. Um. But let's go to fifteen. You get five more. Ten's ten's tough. Ah, uh, where I'm hung up is the kind of maybe open world elements, the no sci-fi. What about um? What about? Oh, hang on, hang on. So for the record, you're getting five more questions. I'm giving you fifteen. The beta okay. again. Okay. This is beta. Everybody, we're figuring this out. <laughs> we haven't done this before. This is very true. So. I've also hung up because you had to think about if I played it or not. Yeah, that that I don't get hung up about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't get hung up about that. I know for a fact that you have. Is this? Oh, is it not a shooter though? Damn. What's up, Saxy Warrior Paul? Thanks for the uh, for the resub. Appreciate you. Uh, Joe can't look at the chat right now because no. he uh, he cannot see what game is on the screen. So if he pulls up the if he pulls up the chat, he's cheating. Uh, but uh, Saxy Warrior Paul, Saxy Warrior Paul, I'm sorry, says uh, what's up, Jedediah? Yo. Uh, so is <sighs> no, it's not. It's not in the time frame. <laughs> Got a ten year gap here. I mean, it's not. I know, I know. I gotta close that down. You got sooner. a console window and a, is it console and a half right there? Yep, yep. Is it? Um... But not a shooter. Is um? Is it a Bioshock game? It is not a Bioshock game. Okay. Some of the other stuff I thought maybe lined up, but I'm like, eh, I don't like that. Okay. Right. Um, not Bioshock. Oh, what a, what, how nice do I want to be? Well, no. I, I have to ask you. You have to answer my question. You answer no questions. I can't. I know. I know. It's a video game IP. It's a game I've played. Uh, it's between 2010, between that and 2020. I don't think I'm wrong about that, about you playing it, but. <laughs> Pretty See? sure. See? See, I don't like it. Um, I didn't know you from all of 2010 to 2020. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Is it? Um, no, it's not going to narrow it down either. <sighs> See, I was hoping I would have Tim and JT's help on this. Oh no! Maybe not JT. Yeah, Tim, probably not JT. You know. <laughs> would just go off on a tirade about Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, right. If you start Call of Duty, good luck. 
<laughs> um, and I'm, okay, so at least not a female protagonist. Yeah, not a female protagonist. That is that is true. So this is question twelve. Uh, yes, you have asked eleven. Okay. So. Did this game come out between, I got to narrow it down a little bit more, 2010 and 2015? Yes, it did. Okay, so it helps a little bit. It did. <laughs> Not exclusive. So... And uh, if, if the game has been re-released... I, w- I wouldn't mess around with you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I figured. Okay. We'd go back to the initial. Exactly. Release. Um, All right, folks. Come you're going to kick yourself me, if, you these vibes. if you don't get it, you're going to kick yourself. You're going to be upset. Well, I don't like that at all. Yeah, you're going to be upset. And don't take that too seriously, as if this is some kind of crazy Josiah <laughs> no. game. But No, no I, I totally get that. Um, did this game appear on a Nintendo console between 2010 and 2015? Between 2010 and 2015. Because I know stuff gets ported and released all the time to it, so that maybe. I actually don't know if this ever got ported to a Nintendo console at all, so let me fact check. So I'm going to say, based on that, I can't assume, but. It's got to be a PlayStation or Xbox game based on what I would have played. No. Never. The answer got is no. The answer to your question is no. Got it. Um, so that's 13. Okay. Is this a game I would beat in 10 hours or less on average? And you're really testing me. <laughs> How long to beat.com? Oh, that's what I'm typing in right now. <laughs> if you're even questioning it. Uh, it's, on, it's on the cusp. Um, okay. My, my, my gut would say my, me, 10 hours. My, my immediate answer would be no. That my, I, I would have said no to that. If I didn't, if I didn't, <laughs> if, if I didn't have the access of Google, I would have said no to that. Okay. Uh yeah, man. This is rough. One more question. I have I have no idea. I mean something, right? Like I've I've narrowed down. But I'm trying to think back to like that time frame. Between twenty ten and twenty fifteen. Run down list one more time. Not open world, not biochock, obviously. Twenty ten to twenty fifteen. PlayStation or Xbox game. Maybe around ten hours or so. It is a video game IP, not a shooter. Not sci-fi-ish. It is single-player, non-exclusive, of course. <sighs> Man. It's, uh... Man, it's tough. It's this is tough. real tough. Is, um... You've got a good... Uh, you've got good information there. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like off off the path because I like there's nothing that triggered like it's it's funny even when we play like 
guess the Star Wars character in 30 seconds, there's a point where I'm like, all right, I'm we're going here somewhere. There's a convergence yeah. point. Yeah, I'm not there with this. Yeah. Well, we'll see if this is sustainable or not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Try our best. Right, for sure. You've got one more question and then a final guess. Man, and it's like I'm jumping out of my skin because there's like questions I know I'd be asking right now. Of course, of course. Not even with knowing the game, just like things I want I would narrow it down with. Yeah, I, I've got to create a path there for sure. Um, just for the sake of time. That's not going to help either. Never mind. <laughs> Thought I hit a, an easy one. How about... Um, I got nothing, dude. I'm like, I'm totally lost. You gotta, you gotta throw out a developer, throw out a, you got something. Come on. You gotta be able to narrow it down. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, everything I go back towards is like, I'm like, all right, nope. Oh, nope. We asked that question. Nope. Doesn't check off that one. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, how about, Dude, you yeah, know, that doesn't help with genre either. <laughs> Does it um Okay, so we talked about it being or at least a single player campaign. Yeah, yeah, single player. You said mainly single player focused. Yes, for sure. Yeah, not a shooter's hanging me up. Yeah, it's is uh Would you consider this a triple A release? Yes. That's a question that I've been waiting for you to ask. Not an indie. So that is something. Um, yeah, Tank, Tank, I know the answer. Yeah, Tank, you do know the answer. It's on the screen, silly. Of course <laughs> you do. Yeah, um, not a good performance by me for sure. It's a tough game, man. It's tough. 15 questions to guess a video game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought I could get there in 10. Not even close in 15. Um, I got nothing, John. I like nothing. You have you have to say a video game. <laughs> I don't care what it is. You have to make a guess. It's part of the rules. Um, you just never know until you try. Well, I do know based on some of this. Well, I mean, there's an answer, and you got to give one, and you could give the answer. Is it Telltale's The Walking Dead? Oh, it's not Telltale's The Walking Dead. It is not okay. Telltale's The Walking Dead. It is Dishonored. Mm. Do you see where I get with it? Not my radar at all. Dude, once I you... was thinking Bethesda, and I'm like, okay, no, because <sighs> there's open world elements. Right. Once, it's you, not... went to, once you went to Bioshock, oh, I'm that's, like, that's oh. pretty open world. I'm like, you're sniffing around Bioshock. So I was like, okay, originally I was on the path for like maybe Elder Scrolls or even Fallout. Right. I'm like, all right, question if I played it. Okay, there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, that's a great that's a great first game. I know some questions I would already ask differently yeah, to get there. For sure. I I'd like I, I would have gone with like tr- like is it a triple A game like early on, just so you like you're in that for thought sure. process the whole way. For sure. Like yep, yep. I would have maybe even go with like some like um is it published by 
Because publisher could be a huge sort down too, right? Like published by EA, you know? Yes, it totally could. Right. So like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm already got my gears turned in case we do this again. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's not easy, man. It's it's there's I, so so I, many video games out there. I felt like I didn't have enough momentum to ask a publisher. I had a few in my head, but I'm like, I okay, no, that's gonna eliminate that. So when I was thinking Bethesda, I was only thinking of like the those bigger titles. I mean, Dishonored is pretty big, but you know, right, the, right, the right. tent pole ones. It was so, a, I mean, for that, for, for that era from 2010 to 2015, that's like one of Bethesda's marquee games. That's the, that's it the, is for sure. You know, and a game I loved nonetheless. Right. You know, <laughs> I was like, shit, did he play Dishonored? But then I remember our conversations yeah. about oh, yeah. um, Deathloop where you're like, oh, I'm a big Dishonored fan. I'm like, oh yeah, you for sure played it. So I, like, I knew that wasn't a totally fair question, but I was like, I, I'm pretty confident you'll, you'll know the answer. Yeah. So. For the most part. And again, all I'm, right, I'm, all right. And as we play this, I'm not gonna. I, I, my goal is not to get like the most ridiculously obscure game yeah, that none yeah. of us have heard of. So like, you know, chances are you've we'll, played it. We'll do that as as time has gone on for sure. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, but good stuff. Uh, back. Good to be back here on Busy Sticks. We had a, a great time talking about all the news we missed, all the games we've been playing, the Steam Deck. Lots of good stuff going on in the world of the Geekiverse. Uh, John, as we mentioned earlier, if if uh, people want to check out some more Geekiverse coverage and they happen to like Star Wars, what's a show that they should go and check out? So we just uh, we just started our new reaction and discussion show to uh, the new Star Wars Andor. So we're calling that. Um... Oh, man, why am I blanking on the um, <laughs> yes. built on hope? I, I'm like, yo, it's hope. What's the rest of the quote? I came up with the title <laughs> of the show. It was my idea. Uh, built on hope. It? <laughs> yes, it was. All right. Let's not take credit for another one of my Star Wars ideas. Um, yeah, built on hope. We just recorded the first episode of that. Uh, we reacted to the, the first three episodes of Andor. Spoilers for our impressions. We love the show. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, come hang out there. We, uh, we were, if a star Wars show is coming out, if there's Marvel content, we're going to be talking about it. That's what we do. That's what we do. It's why we exist. It's awesome to, to be back in the middle of a video game season, talking about star Wars as well. Uh, on social media, you can check out John. He is at disrupted across social media platforms. You can find me. I am Brosaya. If you want to tune in weekly for Geekiverse live content, you can go to the Geekiverse, excuse me, twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. Find us on all social media platforms. And of course, you can watch the videos back at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. Check out our library there or listen on podcast services around the globe. So again, we appreciate you joining for the chat tonight. So good to be back. For John, I'm Josiah. We'll catch you all next week for a new episode of Andor. Soda Vandor. Soda Vandor. Soda Vandor. Soda Vandor. Soda Vandor. Soda Vandor. Soda Vandor.